This is a Sandy Boy Productions podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to Why Is Everyone Yelling with Lindsay Hine. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so happy to have you joining us. This is a podcast for parents or anybody helping raise kids. And today you are listening to episode 34 and I'm talking with my husband, Glenn. This is my second episode with Glenn. And I'll tell you what, we have a lot of fun recording these. He also came on in episode 28 where we talked about going on a road trip with four kids. <laughs> and so today, this is a super casual episode. We give a little details on our weekend. Glenn went camping with the kids, and we kind of make fun of ourselves because we are not experts on anything in regards to parenting. But we ended up giving some tips that hopefully people might find helpful or just encouraging, like, okay, I think I can let my kid be bored. I don't have to entertain my kids 24-7, things like that. But by no means are we experts, and episodes like this are more so a peek into what our lives look like with four kids ages two through eight and the thought process of our parenting and what we go through. Very similar things to what I'm guessing many of you all go through as well. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Prevenex, and Prevenex is where Glenn and I go to for all of our vitamins and supplements and protein powder. We are protein powder obsessed over here. We make smoothies every day. I oftentimes just shake up their protein powder and have it with water after a workout. It's very tasty as well. They have chocolate and vanilla flavors, and they also have kids' vitamins, which I I'm so happy to be able to give to my kids every day because I know for sure they are not eating the most amazing diets over here at the Hine House. Oftentimes I make this like amazing, delicious, nutrient-dense meal for Glenn and I and my kids are just eating grilled cheese sandwiches, which is fine, but I feel great knowing that they're getting lots of vitamins and minerals they need out of this multivitamin every single day. And Prevenex has a give back program, so they donate a bottle of multivitamins of their kids' multivitamins. They're called Supervites. For every bottle you purchase, they donate a bottle. So check them out. Their vitamins, supplements, protein powder, kids' vitamins. Go to Prevenex.com. Use the code Lindsay15. That's Lindsay15. And you'll save 15%. All right, friends, I really hope you enjoy this conversation with my husband, Glenn. And if you do like it, please share it with your friends on social media or group text or whatever, and leave us a quick rating interview on iTunes or wherever you're listening. That is truly a huge help in new listeners finding the show. Okay, enjoy my conversation with Glenn. All right. Well, today on Why Is Everyone Yelling, we are joined once again with my husband, Glenn. Welcome to the podcast, Glenn. Great to be here, Lindsay. Really looking forward to it. When I started a parenting podcast, did you think I'd be roping you into doing some episodes with me? I am a parent, so I guess I'm qualified in that sense. Are you an expert uh, in I your ha- own mind? I haven't had anyone taken away from me yet, so <laughs> I got that going for me. Well, you know... I started the podcast without, like, I didn't want people to think, oh, I know everything, like, about parenting, so that's why I'm hosting this podcast. 
the intention was that I bring experts on. So in thinking about topics that you and I could talk about, I was like, but we're not experts. I don't want, you know what I mean? We haven't written a book. (laughs) Not yet. Maybe I'm working on one. Do you have one in the hopper? No, I don't. (laughs) Um, But really, to be honest, you guys, this week, I just didn't get an interview scheduled in time. And Glenn and I actually record episodes once a month for Patreon supporters, which kind of started as a thing with my running podcast. And so we're used to doing this. We've recorded an episode a month about our everyday life and running and kids and all that for probably four years now. Three years? Probably three years consistently, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we went back to our very first few episodes over there, what they would have sounded like. I'm sure they're very great. I'm sure I'm very engaged. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, as you as you do something for a long time, you kind of get better at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I one of the Patreon pages I support, I noticed they only backlog up to a year on their Patreon page. So like right now for me, you could log on and become a supporter and you will get four years of content. And I'm thinking maybe I need to get rid of some of those years if they're not that great. Or just leave them up and let people make fun of you. Okay, that's a good idea. So anyway, um, we had a great little weekend with our kids. Took the, well, we didn't take the kids camping. You camped. I did go camping this weekend. You were thrilled. Quite the adventure. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. The our big boys, their bestest little friend in the neighborhood, had a overnight camping birthday party, and um, we just, you know, the parents, the dads, camped out too. But I immediately was like, "You're the one camping." Every family do a tent. It was fine. We had a couple uh, dust ups at bedtime, but overall, it was successful. What were the dust ups? I wouldn't know. I was at home sleeping in my. It was mainly Marshall kind of getting cold feet right at the end, and I think that was just an an exhaustion thing. Yeah, for sure. I was able to soothe them since I'm a parenting expert and got <laughs> got them to go to bed. What are your What are your soothing techniques? Well, I basically said, "You're okay. Let's lay down and go to bed." And then he went to bed. Um, that is actually a good technique, reassuring him that he's okay. Yeah. See, because I'm on it. <laughs> because one of the things we talked about with Jane Havens, who is the sleep consultant that we've had on the show a couple times, is like when a kid says they're scared at night, you the first thing you need to do is show them and, and reassure them that there's nothing to be scared of. So it looks like you did you listen to that episode? I did. I did. <laughs> I don't know that I don't know so much that he was scared. It was that I I wasn't surprised that he got cold feet when push came to shove because he's probably like I want the comfort of my my bed or whatever. But or our bedroom floor. Yeah. Because yeah. at eight, he still comes yeah. and sleeps on our bedroom he floor. Stole, he stole my sleeping bag and all was well with the world. Glenn bought, you guys, Glenn bought a brand new sleeping bag because we're not really a camping family. I foresee maybe we will camp more now that we don't have, we have one kid left in a crib. and Can we take the crib with us? To camp? Yeah. No. Let's stick him in the crib. But like we've, we've mastered going places with him and him not needing needing to be in a crib. Mm-hmm. Like we go on trips and like he just sleeps on the floor at the hotel or in the bed or whatever. Um, so now that, you know, I, cause I feel like when you have like a 15 month old, then you're really committed to the crib. Now he's, he's two and a half. So, so I'll be, I'll be totally honest with you here, Lindsay. Um, <laughs> is that your radio? Voice? You see what I did there? Yeah. Re- said your name like a good guest or host. 
guests do that. You know that when you interview a guest who's like definitely been on some podcasts or like made the media rounds, they they say your name as they're like talking. Oh, I do it all the time at work, right? You, that's like you got to like reiterate like the the person's name that you're talking to really kind of drives things home. Did you learn that in college? I think I've just kind of picked it up over the years. Mm. I can say I I don't really remember anything that I've taken from college that I use now outside of probably general like time management skills and things like that. But that's besides the point. Um, I think you like the idea of camping and we're not really a camping family. I want to hire someone to do the work for me. It's a lot of work. <laughs> and you know who you'd be hiring to do that work? You. Me. <laughs> right? I know I saw how much work it took to set up um, for one overnight and we didn't have to bring anything. Right. Because the people who hosted like brought all the food and everything. Right. It's a lot of lugging, lugging in and out, setting up that like, and then it's just hanging out, which is fine. But... Reading on my Kindle, but you got to put everything away at night. You put everything animals. away. Yeah, yeah. You can't just leave the food sitting out. I mean, there's a there's a nice asp a sim a simplistic nature to it that's nice and relaxing, but but you don't think we're a camping family? And I don't think you want to sleep on the ground. Well, I I told Glenn I was like, if I stay and you go home, I'm gonna have to spend like three hundred dollars buying like special roll up egg crate mattress and like. I, I just feel like the investment wouldn't be worth it. for Yeah. And then for we had an owl hooting at some point in the night and a train went by twice. So you'd be like boohoo and all about that all the next day. And you had the guy in the tent next to you. You said he snored on and off a little bit. I asked because when they were setting their tent up, I was like, I noticed how close it was to somebody else's tent. And I was thinking, if this was me, I'd be moving far away. I can't I can't risk hearing you snore from my tent. Yeah, I, I do got to say I was pretty proud of myself. I was able to set the tent up. So I was real, I'm real rugged. I was nervous. It's not hard to set a tent no, up. No, but we borrowed a tent from our friends <laughs> that hosted the party. And like when they handed him the thing to set it up, I was like, uh, is he going to be able to do that? I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And I'm not an outdoorsman. I'm, I'm comfortable enough with myself now that I can admit that. And I'm also not a handyman around the house. Like I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And I'm not going to take the time to do that. Yeah. No, it was good though. So it was good for our boys too because even though we like claim this like outdoor life and we want to be outside as much as possible, when it comes time to sleep, the Heinz be inside. Mm -hmm. So this was actually the first time our oldest boys who are six and eight have slept in a tent. I think it is. I most certainly have not slept in a tent with them. Uh, I feel like we might have done. No, you might be right, actually. What, what time? Are, what are you thinking of? I'm trying to think. I mean, with your parents in Brown County. But no, yeah. No, no. Okay. So first time. There you go. Good job. All right. And my biggest hardship was that. Um, so then I came home with uh, our youngest two, who are two and four. And. It was really hard to peel the four-year-old away because he wanted to stay and do s'mores. It was 8.15 and I wanted to get home before dark because I would, I'm would i scared if I get home past dark. And anyway, I, had, I went to McDonald's to get them ice cream cones because I'm a good parent and I bribe my kids to behave. And my bribe was, if you relax about leaving, we'll stop and get ice cream. Well, the McDonald's line was like 30 cars deep. So then I'm like Googling. So then I get everybody out of the car because I'm like, 
just the two of them. Like, we'll go inside in order. Can't go inside in order. Their dining room's closed. You can't even walk inside in order. So then I get back in the car and I'm Googling, like, does White Castle have ice cream? I think they do. I think they have milkshakes. Yeah. The White Castle line looked kind of long. So I settled with Burger King that had two cars in line, two cars, and I sat there for like 30 minutes. Burger King was struggling. Was it being manned by one person? No, I don't know. And then I got to the second window and the girl's like, did you pay? And I'm like, yes. Do you have your receipt? And I'm like, no, they didn't give me a receipt. I think she wanted me to like prove that I had paid, but I'm like, go ask the guy at the other register I paid. That's weird. And I saw how they were making those milkshakes, man. They were like dumping some clear clear liquid stuff in there and then they'd like throw some other stuff in and then they'd try to mix it up again. Like I was like, this is not something we should be putting into our bodies. I've never had Burger King ice cream product before, ever. <laughs> no. Ever. Who goes to Burger King? I would go there for the veggie burger. They have a, they have a veggie, uh, veggie Whopper now. I kind of want to try it. But like it, we in a like... You get off the highway, you have an option to go to Burger King or McDonald's. Who goes Everybody's to Burger King? McDonald's. Well, right. That's yeah. what I'm, how does Burger King stay alive? I don't. That's the, it's flame broiled. Oh, anyway, that was my biggest hardship. So I feel like you would. Is expert parenting advice bribing your kids? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm, like a, any good parent, <laughs> parent does. See, that's two expert tips. We're on our way. So expert tip number one. Tell them it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And don't let, like, reassure them why they shouldn't be scared. Expert tip number two, just bribe them with some ice cream. That's right. Um, but speaking of that, that's something I, I did want to talk about because then the next day, the kids were just exhausted. Everybody was exhausted. They were, like, beating the sh- out of each other all day. It was fun. It was a good day yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and then at one point, like they were trying to get us to take them to the park. Yeah, that came out of nowhere, right? They wanted to go to the park, and I was like, mm, "No, I think we're going to go into the park." I was going to take them. I know you were, but there was no need to take them. We don't need to constantly entertain our children. Yeah. Right. They can entertain themselves. Expert tip number three. That's right. See, we're we're full of stuff today. You don't have to constantly entertain your children. That can be difficult, though, because I feel like when things are out of control and crazy and everybody's wild and you're like, we just need to get out of the house and go somewhere. But but and so in my mind, when you were like, we're not taking you to the freaking park right now, you just went camping. You had this big birthday party. You played soccer all day on Saturday, like all the you did all the things Mm -hmm. you can literally just be home and play with your brothers. Yeah. But like at the time, everybody was fighting and it was crazy. So I was just like, yes, let's go to the park. Let's get the hell out of here. I'll be totally honest. I'll be selfish. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And right, they can they can figure it out. But people, right, t- to your mindset are like, well, I'll just take them somewhere else because it'll be easier that way, right? Right, that's what I was thinking. But then it just creates that expectation in the future that mom and dad are constantly going to entertain me or do something for me. When, where, when everything gets where like, I, I would rather be frustrated for 90 minutes and like yell upstairs sometimes like knock it off and just let them be bored and figure it out right because that in the long run will create a more resilient person but just like the name of this podcast 
why is everyone yelling? Like, I just like got got a lot of energy in the house. I know. But then when we're yelling at them and I do it just as much as you do, if not more, it's like it like makes me feel even crazier. Got to be playing that long, that long game, that resilient game. And okay, expert tip number four. No, three was three was you don't have to constantly entertain your kids. Four. Expert tips for playing the long game. Ah. Yeah, see, we're going to hit like 10 tips before the episode's <laughs> over. How do you play the long game, though? Because I get it. Like, also last night, we had our four-year-old who were... This was another bribe. So this goes back to tip number two. This okay. was a bribe from Saturday night. This is a bribe. Yeah. I also... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ice cream and s'mores. I also told him... We would do s'mores at home the next day because that's his biggest issue was he was sad. He was missing out on roasting s'mores, mm-hmm. but like nobody, nobody was roasting s'mores yet. And I wasn't going to be like, hey, can we have some special treatment and let Russell roast s'mores? I'm trying to think leaves? if we even, I don't even, I guess there was maybe a little bit of s'more roasting. I know that's not the point of the, of the expert tip here, but. Yeah, besides, okay. I could have been waiting for a long time. Yeah, you would have been. I mean, because I don't think s'mores happen until like 10 o'clock. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, Sandy would have been passed out on your lap at the fire by yeah, that point. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I said, we'll get s'mores and we'll do them on the solo stove at home in our city life camping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, he, our four-year-old made some bad choices. He crossed the street he wasn't supposed to cross. We have like given him some free ranging. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like we've let him free range a little bit and he made a bad choice. That paired with like completely just throwing a fit mm-hmm. about certain things. Glenn was like, no more s'mores. And then I I was like, oh no, can we please just do them? Like it'll just make everybody happy. And I feel like we come to those crossroads a lot. Yeah, because you get back to the same thing where you just want to do what's easy sometimes, right? And the And that's what I wanted to do because I right? knew everybody would be happy if we had s'mores. Right, but it's not, again resilience and the long game (laughs) the decisions that were made by the kids yesterday didn't necessitate or warrant that reward right so then we deal with five minutes of butthurtness right and whining and screaming and then they were fine right and not that i like to use food as a reward these are just things that it could be anything motivators it it could be anything it'd be like getting to do something special like getting to play with a friend or getting mom and dad one-on-one time, right? Like there have to be consequences for actions. Otherwise they won't learn that, that like when they make a bad decision, something's going to happen because that will happen at school or when they have a job or when they're on a team, right? It's just so hard in the moment, especially when there's so many of them running around and one of them is the one that takes it away from everyone. Cause like at that point, Everybody else was fine. And we really took the s'mores away because of the actions of one of the kids. And so then everybody else was screwed. Everybody. We're all in this together. This is like communism in my house, right? (laughs) This is not, right? It's like, well, you know what that does indirectly? It then creates an incentive structure in his brother's to help keep an eye on him. That's right? true. Which encourages more proper behavior and responsibility from the other kids. Our kids have really picked up on this though. Like I'll be like, hey, when you guys go to the pocket park, you need to keep an eye on Russ or whoever it is. And they'll be like, that's not my responsibility. You're his mom. And I'm like, oh, that's a good point. Like I am the one 
over this whole thing, but it actually is your responsibility as his older brother, I think. It's all about man- managing up and response span of control. Yeah. But so for for that responsibility, does he get rewarded with like some sort of like allowance or, you know, like some sort of payment of sorts for being watching his brother at the park, a responsible leader to his brother. No, it's about being a good person. Yeah. Right. And being, helping out your little brother. Right. At the end of the day. Yeah. We need, we're in charge of Russell or whoever. Right. And how they behave in the neighborhood, but it helps create that incentive that like, Oh, if me and my brothers don't, do what we're told or asked on the first or sixth time that it's said, we're going to get something taken away, even if I didn't ultimately do it, right? Yeah. This is what, this is one of the parenting things I struggle with a lot. And I have talked about it in the past on episodes with um, Wendy Snyder and my friend Allie, who is like one of my mom role models, she's really good at this, is I become the lazy parent. Whereas like in the moment, if I'm talking with a friend or like, you know, it's just easier to make the s'mores. I just want to do that because like I want there to be peace or I want to continue on my conversation or whatever, where I know in the moment I probably need to address things. Being a parent sucks. It's hard, <laughs> right? I know. It's like, are some of us just wired differently though like I feel like she I'm just referencing my friend is really good at being like no this is my number one duty right now and like I need to make sure that I address this so my kid knows and in return her kids are very well behaved for the most part no I think that people are um it's human nature to like take the easy way or right yeah right because it's the path of least resistance mm-hmm. um I don't think that there's anything wrong with that but it's just it's a lot of work right to to, to do it right <laughs> not to do it right but like to do it well n- nobody knows what's right i mean it the right and wrong i get would it be good or bad i don't know either way it's all relative to everybody's individual family situation yeah right so in the moment yesterday you were tending towards more peace and quiet yes then like well and knowing that like how happy he would be like that made me happy to think of him being happy getting his finally getting his long awaited s'more but you know what he did this morning what when i took him to school he looked at the solo stove and said can we get to do that in a couple days and i said when you make better choices and he said okay dad and he was totally fine uh yeah and actually it was way less drama last night than i thought it was going to be like when you when you x x nade the s'mores i was like Oh, this is going to be so dramatic. It was literally five minutes. If that. Yeah. And they were all running around, rollerblading, biking. And he even moved on, which really surprised me pretty quickly. Yeah, That's also because he had been in his room for everybody except for our youngest had gone to their room for at least 30 minutes at some point yesterday. And one time of which uh, number two just totally felt (laughs) passed passed out. out. I went and woke him up at five because I was like, "This, I don't want you in bed at like 10 tonight. Yeah. He was just drenched because he was underneath this like massive comforter and we had the windows open. It was kind of hot. He was just drenched in sweat, dead to the world. Mm-hmm. Your kind of nap. Oh, yeah. It was a good nap. <laughs> it was definitely a good nap. Um, okay. So that was expert tip number five, I guess. At least I got to say that I'm really kind of bringing a lot of the tips and the only one you've brought to the table is bribing. <laughs> 
then that was a fake tip because yeah. I don't actually <laughs> believe in bribing. And I certainly don't think that we should be using food to bribe our kids. That's kind of a hot topic, you know. Using food as incentives? Yeah, just because like women and girls more so, so than boys, but it's prevalent in boys as well. Like just with eating disorders and stuff like that, you don't ever want to like make food the like... A punishment or a reward. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Yeah. But, and so, and our our third child is like really into sweets. Like that is like, and actually, actually our first and our third. Like that is like their love language. They love ice cream. They love sweets. So it's just easy to be like, yeah, we can just get ice cream, mm-hmm. you know. But I understand why that's kind of like a controversial topic. I'm not going to wade into that one. <laughs> You're not a dietitian no expert no (laughs) hey everybody a quick break here to let you know that this podcast is part of the sandy boy productions podcast network we have four other shows in the network i'll have another with Lindsay hine that is a running based podcast where i interview professional and everyday runners the up and running podcast which brings you all the news in elite and professional distance running The Illuminate Podcast, which shares stories of people doing really great work in the world. Lots of nonprofit founders and inspirational stories over there. And then we have our newest podcast, The Urban Pharmacy, which is a holistic living, plant-based nutrition podcast hosted by Stacey Heine. I am learning so much from that podcast. Make sure you go check it out if you're into plant-based living, holistic living, low-tox living, that kind of thing. You can find more information about all of our podcasts at sandyboyproductions.com, as well as our Instagram page, Sandy Boy Productions. And if you do love this show or any of the shows in the network, please leave us a quick rating and review. All right. Enjoy the rest of my conversation with Glenn. Oh, I have another expert tip. Okay. Sometimes it's best to ignore your child. Ooh. Let them be bored and ignore them. Like, what do you mean ignoring? Because sometimes they are like, dad, dad, at, dad. And I'm like, can you please just answer I them? I am thinking of Saturday morning at the soccer field with our third oh child that when he gets attention from mom and dad, he acts out. This was the weirdest thing. So we signed our third kid up mm-hmm. who is four and a half for soccer for the first time. And we thought it would be good for him and his older brother would be playing on the same like league. They're on different age groups anyway. But he's also our kid that like putters out real, real early, like 10, like no, not 10 minutes, four minutes of like running around the yard. He'll just like collapse on the ground and be like, (laughs) I'm hot. (laughs) And so we knew this would be a challenge anyway. On Saturday in his game, he just kept like falling on the ground and not playing and he wouldn't even go out there. So anytime his coach convinced him to go out to the field, we would be like watching our other son's game who was on the field next to him, not paying any attention to him. And you'd look over your shoulder and he'd be playing. So then I'd be like, good job, Russell. Way to go, buddy. And a second I would do that every single time he would fall down Mm -hmm. And like crawl to the sidelines and be like, I'm too tired. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I probably did it like three times before Glenn was like, if you just ignore him, he's going to be more likely to play. And it just seems so like it doesn't seem it seems counterintuitive. It is. Yeah. It's totally counterintuitive. Right. Because you want to encourage him. Right. Like, oh, good job. You're doing it. Right. But anytime we acknowledged him, 
It's like he saw us as like an out. Yeah, I don't, like, if, get if off it, the an field. out or he's like, oh, I, I can get attention. So now I'm going to act out and I'll get more of mom's individual attention, right? Which is hard to come by when you have three siblings. It is. It is hard to come by, but um, I think it's more valuable for him to get um, active, organized playtime and interacting with other kids his age than having us talk to him on the sidelines about participating, right? Don't get me started on sideline moms. Hey, (laughs) he could be the next Pele for all we know. So you got to... Get on it. I don't know what Pele is. He's like a famous soccer player. <laughs> uh, do you know who Ronaldo? Ronald, well, so Pele's kind of dated. What if I said like Messi? Like I, Messi or Ronaldo? I know who David Beckham is. There you go. <laughs> Bend it like Beckham. Yeah, he was good. He wasn't like... He, he was just attractive. Yeah. <laughs> like me. <laughs> was he good too though? He's, yeah, he was good. Yeah. Messi I do kind of recognize. Yeah. I, I know who Megan Rapino is. I know who go. Abby Wambach is. There you go. He could be the ne- he could be the the boy version of Abby Wambach. Okay, yeah. there we go. Yeah. Ha. There you go. I know who um who's the goalie? She was really famous. Uh I mean women uh, USA women's yeah, soccer. Yeah, you know yeah. Oh yeah. They're way more known than men's USA men's soccer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Cuz they're really good. They're good, yeah. Yeah, are they still good? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I mean, part of the whole soccer thing, though, is kind of like we we have always said that we didn't want to put our kids in like a million sports, especially when they're really young, because we didn't want to be a taxi cab service. Like we know that we're going to be transporting our kids around to sports a lot in our mm-hmm. life, especially with four of them um, and four and a half. Like it, I'm kind of like is this even worth it? You know, it's like Tuesday at 6 p.m. Like, do I really need to drag my four and a half year old to the soccer field right now? But I will say on Tuesday when we went, I was, he was actually running around and he probably participated in 70% of the activities. I was like, no, this is really good for him, especially with the kind of personality that particular child has. Like he needs Every kid needs to learn instruction from some sort of coach or teacher outside of their parents. Um, but I, I think it's super beneficial for him right now. 100%. I don't want to do it more than twice a week, though. No, that's plenty. Yeah. Two hours a week is plenty. Yeah. And don't worry, friends. Like we will, We will line out all of these very, very high-level expert tips in the show notes. I, I got to say, I'm really kind of bringing the tips today. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Um, Must have been your workout. Oh, I had a great pump today. I could have kept going, but work out in the way. But in me, my podcast. Yeah. My work got in the way. Both jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's what it is, though. Maybe it's from you have all these endorphins from your workout. So you've got like, you were thinking about ideas out there back there listening to Kendrick Lamar. And you were like thinking about tips for the parenting pod. If that's what, if that makes you feel better, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was definitely thinking about parenting tips. What were you thinking about? Uh, my workout. The gains. Oh, yeah. It's, I was thinking about what my whoop was doing. I was seeing if I could log, if it was going to log it correctly. You guys, I got a whoop because whoop is sponsoring my running podcast. I'll have another. Shout out if you're a runner, go check it out. And the second they sent me a whoop, who do you think hijacked my whoop? I have a nice a nice new whoop here. It's pretty good. He's I like it. He's so into all the data. I mean, it's actually better for him than me because it tracks your sleep, which is a really cool feature, and it tracks your sleep better than like a GPS watch. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I am one that is obsessed with sleep and um, I freak out kind of. I can do one night of like six hours or less, but if it kind of piles up, I start losing my mind. So I'm just, I'm one that needs to not be able to, to see if I'm not getting a lot because I have insomnia. And anyway, so my point is, is now Glenn has his, this, he has his watch on one hand, his whoop on his other hand, so we can track his runs and his lifts and his sleep and his recovery. Oh, I got it all, man. It's great. <laughs> I got all the data. Won't do anything with it, but I got everything. Are you a sponsored athlete? Are you a prof- that with the amount that you work out? Are you a, are are you a professional? I athlete? don't work out that much. We actually probably work out about the same because yeah. I run. I'm running more than you now. Yeah. Um. Oh, I have another tip. <laughs> um. It goes back to soccer, I guess. Or it's not really a tip. It's more of an observation. Um. As our oldest is, he plays. He he, he plays a travel team, right? It, it's a. It's I'm, a local travel team. Right. We're not driving more than an hour but, for any game. He's eight, almost nine. You can see how easily you can get sucked into the ratcheting up effect. Oh, right? yeah. And once you start to ratchet up, it doesn't go the other way. So I don't know what my point is, but it's insane the um, the intensity that we put on our kids, right? So it probably goes back to... Let your kids be bored and don't take it too seriously. I literally was just like browsing a podcast to check out like some different shows. And the guy on the podcast said that they temporarily moved to another state for his child's soccer team. Because he was like invited to join some like probably very expensive club team. And they, they moved their family for the soccer experience. Is the kid going to make $50 million a year <laughs> as a soccer player? Well, it, it's not even that. It's just like, if your kid's going to be really good. He's going to be good. Yeah. I mean, you should provide them with the opportunities if you can. But like, you don't have to like bend over backwards. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's the same thing as like more, more, more up, up, up. Right. Like you buy a $500,000 house, you have to buy it. Then your next house is 700. Then your next house is 800. Like it just goes up and up and up. And it's, it's kind of like part, just part of like the American culture. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to break it. We're going to break that. You don't have to do that. That's right. Um, okay. So Glenn, would you go camping again? Uh, yes. Do I? Ha- well, let me caveat that. Do I have to set everything up myself? Yes. I mean, unless I'm going to do it and I won't do anything right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, the tent will collapse. I would do it again, yeah. I mean, overall, it was a fun experience. Do you think it should be like a yearly thing? Like, I'm big on like having things to look forward to and knowing like every June we do this or, you know, like every July we get a boat on Lake Monroe or whatever it is. Is that something we're going to add to our like every June we do this way of life? Yeah, we can just we can just um, go camp with the Reeves or parlay parlay your dad and just have your dad do it all and we'll show up. Oh, that's true. Cause Cause he likes all that stuff. My dad will do all the cooking. Right. Well, I'll, oh, the co- I'm fine with doing all the cooking. It's but you like, got to bring all the stuff like, like the, the skillet yeah. and like yeah. he he brings the gear. Yeah, there's a lot of gear that goes along with camping. Well, and if you only do it once a year, it's like, oh, what are you going to go spend a million dollars at REI so you can do it? just the most perfect way right, for that right. one time a year you do it yeah i would do it again 
Yeah. I actually think the little boys would be fine. They they would. That that camping on Saturday was like an extra like special camping. So it was kind of probably too much stimulation. Too much energy. There was yeah. a lot of people there. There were too many people because it was a party. But I think overall the kids would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. If we got like a bigger. We had like a two room tent. We had a bigger tent. When, and like when it I was, was like kid. us and like another family. It'd be They'd be totally fine. And my dad always just passed out in a chair outside of the tent. I didn't know that was beer induced at the time. It was probably, yeah, I was going to say it was probably <laughs> alcohol induced. <laughs> I had no idea, but I would always be like, oh, your dad's sleeping out on the out on the lawn chair. <laughs> like, you know, one of the lawn chairs that like lean back. Uh-huh. I just, yeah, here's my thing. I need a sound machine. I don't want to hear the nature. <laughs> You're going to need a battery powered sound machine. One time we did go camping right before we had kids. And I remember the people in the tent next to us were blaring a movie. They were. It was Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. <laughs> and I was so mad. I was like, I'm out here in the woods and I have to listen to a movie? Yeah, you did. Put some headphones on, nope. sis. Nope. They were blaring it too. And I feel like that's different than like playing some like good music. Yeah, it's different. You know, because when you go camping, like I do want some like good, you know, Chris Stapleton. But it was, it was like... uh it was like lights out time, right? It was, it was like, like 11. Yeah, it was probably it was probably they were in viol- violation of the camp rules, but who are you going to tell? And you don't want to be that person like going over there yelling at them. You I probably mean, were about to though. I was about to. Yeah. I mean, that memory is stamped in my brain. Oh, yeah. Don't be that person. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and also like, it's not like it was playing like just for their tent to hear and you could kind of hear. It was blaring. Yeah, it was loud. My goodness. Yeah. Tip number eight, six, whatever. Don't blare your movie while you're camping good tip right there all right friends that's gonna do it for today um i hope it gave you a little inside peek into you know just we're just normal parents and we are definitely not experts but except when i play one. Oh, like today yeah you're playing the expert yeah i mean that's one of the hardest things this last thing i'll say but that is one of that is one of the harder things with like marriage and having a partner with your kids is when like the discipline idea in the moment doesn't correct like exactly line up and like you're saying something that I think we should do something different like what do you do in the moment like do you let the person who originally said that just override and then you talk about it later I think so because like if I would have overrode you on those s'mores um it would have just like it would have given the kids the idea that like one of us has doesn't have authority or whatever. Essentially whoever gets to the kids first wins and then if you and then you talk about it and then it. if you disagree you can talk about it later for the next time. And we don't always do that perfectly either. No. We override each other sometimes and we probably shouldn't. But yeah. I do think that that was the answer. And then and then I came to my senses later and I was like, yeah, you're right. Now, had the kids freaked out for the next hour and a half instead of five minutes, I might have been like, we should have given them the effing s'mores. Yeah, but then they would have got what they didn't deserve. Oh, parenting is hard. You guys are doing a great job. Keep up the hard work. There we go. All right, friends, thanks for being here today. Thank you, Glenn, for bringing those expert tips on the podcast. You can find us on Instagram, friends. We are Why Is Everyone Yelling over there. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a group, Why Is Everyone Yelling. We are so grateful you're here with us today. If you have any suggestions for the show, any guests you'd like to hear from, email us, my assistant, Emma, emma at sandyboyproductions.com, and we will check it out. All right, have a really great rest of your week and we'll see you next Tuesday on Why Is Everyone Yelling?